Yechezkel chapter 39 is simply a continuation of the prophecy about Gog from the land of Magog. In the continuation, of course, at the end of the previous chapter, it spoke of a great battle between God on one hand and these nations on the other. And it's interesting that the war, the weapons of the battle, at least as described in chapter 38, verse 22, doesn't talk about the sword. It doesn't talk about, at actually, Israel fighting at all. It says nothing of Israel fighting at all. It talks about them turning against themselves, perhaps, Cherev Ishbiachiv. But in verse 22, the weapons of war are plague, are blood, torrential rain, hailstones, sulfurous fire. Those are forces of nature. God unleashes the forces of nature against the armies of Gog and all the other nations that accompany Gog in this great battle. In chapter 39, which continues the prophecy about Magog and talks about how they will fall on the mountains of Israel, you and all of your hordes, V'shilachti esh b'magog v'yoshvei ha'ayim l'vetach v'yadu ki ani Hashem I will send a fire against Magog, the place of Magog. So it's not limited just to those that come here, but God will continue the battle apart from the land of Israel. The fire, the fire will consume in other places as well, in the lands from which they came. They will know that I am God, v'yaduki ani Hashem, the phrase that appears so many times. And now verse number seven. V'yadshem kodshi odia betocha mi Yisrael. I will make my holy name known amongst my people Israel. Never again will I let my holy name be profaned. And the nations will know, that I am the Lord, holy in Israel. So with the defeat of the armies of Gog, they will come to know They'll come to know, among other things, that the God who defeats them is also Kadosh be Israel, the Holy One of, of Israel. This is an important uh, addendum to what we saw earlier, in terms of the knowledge, what the purpose is. Here God is fully identified with Israel. And as I mentioned, it doesn't seem like Israel is doing any fighting. They're described as sitting in security. They have no defenses. They have no walls. It's God's battle in the distant future against these forces, against Gog, those who think they are the highest. And they discover there's one who's higher than they are. That's the continuation, the beginning of chapter 39, in the first eight verses. And then it says the following, Fiyatsu Yoshvei Arei Yisrael the inhabitants of the cities of Israel will go out and make fires and feed them with weapons, shields and bucklers, bows and arrows, clubs and spear. They shall use them as fuel for seven years. They won't have to gather firewood in the fields. That's in verse number 10. They'll despoil those who despoiled them and plunder those who plundered them, declares God. So the weapons will be burnt. It's interesting. We have other prophecies in the Bible 
There will be a day, Yishayahu, Micha, the lion lies down with the lamb. There will be peace. There will be harmony. A world in which there are no, they will turn their weapons into Charvotam uh, team. The swords will become plowshares. So over here we have a similar prophecy, but different. Here the weapons of gold will be burnt and used as fuel. Not the same thing, but along the same lines. And then what's described is what happens to all the corpses. All of these invading armies which have been defeated. And now there's a section in chapter 39 which speaks of burying the corpses. And the burial procedure takes place, we are told, in verse number 12, It takes seven months, we are told, for the corpses to be buried in order that the land shall achieve purity. It's interesting. We know of when one comes in contact with the dead, there's a procedure, of course, of purification. That's the story of the red heifer. And there we speak of seven days of purification. In this war, the seven days of purification become seven months of purification. But the important thing is that what's being spoken of in chapter 39 is an act of purification. We encountered this earlier in chapter 36 when God spoke of bringing Israel back from the exile despite their sins. I will pour upon you mayim tahorim, holy water, pure waters, and you will become pure. That does remind us of the sprinkling upon the one who has come in contact with the dead. Once again in the Parashav Paraduma, the Red Heifer, chapter 19 of Bamidbar. Here too, there are echoes of that Parsha. Here are the seven months of purification. And at the end of the day, Vitaher, the idea is to purify the land. In the next section of chapter 39, which continues to describe the aftermath of the defeat of these invading armies, of this end of days conflict, Ben Adam, beginning in verse 17, So Yechesk is told to call out to all the winged birds and all the wild beasts to gather around. And what's described over here, There is to be a great sacrificial feast. A zevach is a sacrifice that is eaten. This particular zevach, it has a gruesome side to it, but this particular zevach is the zevach of the defeat of the armies of Gog, or the people that have been slaughtered by God. And the animals are to assemble and to eat in verse number 18, You will eat the fat to satiety and drink your fill of blood from the sacrificial feast. The standard sacrifice has two main pieces. One is the chalev. Those are the fats that are placed upon the altar and are burnt. And the other is the blood that's thrown upon the altar which is part and parcel of the sacrificial service. Throwing of the blood and the partaking of the chalev, 
That's God's portion of the sacrifice. Then the zebach is also meat that the that the one who brings the sacrifice can eat, and the priest who brings the sacrifice, and the priests can partake of the sacrifice as well in the zebach. In this zebach over here, in this slaughter, which is the slaughter of the human intruders, the human invaders, the human pretenders to God's throne. There's also chelev and dam. But the chelev and dam is their chelev and their dam, and the partakers of this will be the animals. The animals are invited to come to God's table, as it were, and to partake of all of those who have fallen in war. They can partake of the sacrifice. And this way, too, the nation of the world will understand my judgment, and I have fought against them. And all of Israel will know. The word to know is the critical word. They will know that I am their God from that day on. Now, the very last section of chapter 39, here we have, beginning in verse 25, and this, these verses are very important. In a certain sense, they are with the concluding verses of this section of Yechesko, because chapter 40 on, those are the nine chapters about the temple. That's the conclusion of the book. What appears here leads up to the conclusion of the book, and it speaks of God's concern for Israel in ways that the book of Yechesko did not speak before. For example, in verse 25, so God says, I will restore the captivity of Jacob, and I will have mercy on the house of Israel. That expression, to have mercy on Israel, appears only one time in the book of Yechezkel. And it's right here in verse number 25. That's more of a positive. Yes, I will be zealous for my holy name. Those who have rebelled against me, they they have committed uh, crimes against me, bear their shame. But when I bring back my people, when I gather them, and I am sanctified, they will know that I am their God. Then they, Israel, will know that I am their God. I was always their God. Both when I exiled them because of their sins to these nations, and now I gather them back to their land, and I will not leave them behind. I'm not going to leave them. I'll bring them out. I will not hide my face from them. The concluding verse of chapter 39. I have put my spirit upon the house of Israel. I will not hide my face from them. Astir panai mehem is a term that appears at the end of the book of Devarim. Anochi astir astir panai. And this prophecy is that there will be a time where the face will not be hidden. I will pour my spirit upon them. Pour my spirit upon them is a phrase we also encounter in the book of Yoel, in a very beautiful prophecy of the end of days. God's spirit will be poured upon the people. That's the concluding verse of chapter 39. That's the promise for the future. The intruders, the invaders, those who think they are the highest, 
will be brought literally down to earth and there'll be a time of restoration and God will appear as a consoling and a God of compassion and God's spirit will be poured upon Israel. That's verse number 29, the last verse of chapter 39 and the conclusion of the end of days prophecy of Gog from the land of Magog.